everybody, this is Lawrence McClure with another quick word, and I'm going to be talking to you about the spiritual war. Okay, folks, so we are in a war. Did you know that? We are fighting, right? But as the scripture tells us, the passage of scripture that I'm going to go over, we're not fighting with our fisticuffs, with guns and with swords, okay? But we're fighting by the Spirit. Lawrence, what does this mean? Well, let's work this out together. It sounds kind of wild, but let's do it. We're talking about the spiritual war. When you sign up to be a follower of Christ, you sign up to be in a fight. You sign up to be in a fight against your flesh, against the desires that you have that aren't aligned with God's desires. And then you sign up to be in a fight against the powers of the air, the spirit beings in the atmosphere that goes against the purposes of God. You're in a war. I remember one time a guy came up to me and asked me for prayer. He said, Lawrence, could you pray for me? I said, what do you need prayer for? He said, please tell the devil to stop attacking me. Now, this guy, he was uh, he did a lot of outreach. He was on the streets and winning people to Christ. Right. He was on the was a guy that just loved to talk to people about Jesus and win them over to Christ and pray for people to get healed and all that. And so he asked me this and I said, he said, please pray that the devil stop attacking me. I said, well, you know, you're going into his camp and taking people from him for the kingdom of God, right? He's like, yes. Okay. So this is a natural byproduct. What you can do is be encouraged and be strengthened in God's word to speak back against the enemy and, and to take ground. But, you know, he's going to attack you. This is what's going to happen. But we have weapons of warfare and that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast the weapons we have to fight our fight against the devil this is the spiritual war that we're going in okay all right let's deal with this here we go uh second corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 4 here we go for although we live in the natural realm we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons using manipulation to achieve our aims instead Our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, by the way. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We can do this. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. And since we're armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. All right, guys, that was pretty thick. Let me read it in the New King James Version. It's a little shorter, and it's kind of there to the point. And let's see if we can break this down a bit. Here we go. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. All right. Did that one register a little bit more? All right. Well, let's dig in a little bit more. Maybe we can get this, get this in us. Well, in our spiritual war against the devil, And against our flesh. The thing is, is we are not fighting people. All right. We don't fight against arguments and we don't fight in debates like like it's necessary. No, we take it in the spirit realm. So here's how you do it. See, um, 
it speaks about strongholds. Our weapons are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Strongholds are, they're like rebellious castles, okay? In this context, they're rebellious. They're the, it's the Aramaic word for rebellious castles, right? Like demonic strongholds, oppositions to the light of the gospel, all right? So strongholds are typically in the mind. When you hear strongholds in the word, reference what's going on in the mind, well, you cast down strongholds of the mind with the word of God, with truth. You tear down lies with truth. You know what I always say? A battle that stays in the mind is lost in the mind. So you have to open your mouth and speak truth to the lie and to anything that's coming against the knowledge of God. And that's what it's saying there. Casting down arguments against every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So if God's knowledge, if he's speaking to you and says, you are to be healed because of what my son did on the cross for you, and you're not experiencing uh, healing and wholeness on the inside and outside, you have to speak with your mouth and declare God's truth to that situation. And it may seem crazy. It may seem strange. You're out there on a boat speaking to yourself or speaking to circumstances that don't seem like they're going to change. But the Lord says in Isaiah 55 that any word that comes from his mouth does not return void. So we want to choose, we want to choose to agree with God's word and speak that into that situation. And that casts down that stronghold. You know, I heard it say that, you know, people want to get out there and they tear down strongholds of the devil, you know, get excited and want to tear down strongholds of the devil. And I heard an evangelist say, how are you going to tear down strongholds and you don't know how to turn off the TV, right? You know, I would say, how would we tear down strongholds and we don't know how to get off social media for a second? Things come into our mind and they develop a stronghold. And if we don't have the authority within our being to take control or authority over our actions, i.e. things that are addictive, things that take our time and, and implant thoughts in us, then we won't have the authority to tear down these strongholds that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of God and ultimately tearing or jacking us up, like I always say. All right. So we cast down arguments exalted against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity. So you, every thought that comes through, you know, you have unwanted guests at times throughout time, you have unwanted guests coming through your mind. And so what you do with those is you take them like prisoners of war and you say, hello, um, I don't think you belong in here. And so then you cast it down with God's truth. You hold it like a prisoner of war and speak truth to it and cast it down from within inside of you. All right. And so and it also says in verse six, being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So inside of you arises desires to do things opposite the, the knowledge of God. Inside of you arises thoughts that speak against the knowledge of God. OK, this is God's way. But then there's thoughts inside of you that says opposite. And they say that, oh, we're more true than what God is. OK. And so through you being obedient to God's way, through you being obedient to speak his word over those situations, through you agreeing with God by a physical action, i.e. using your words, um, not doing what your desires is telling you to do, through you agreeing in that way, then you have taken authority and punished every ounce of disobedience that's on the inside of you. And you've made a prison of war and you have punished it and they've caused it to die from the inside. So that last verse pretty much sums up um, what, what Paul is saying 
In the four arenas of warfare, right? The passion outlines it as these four arenas. Number one, we are empowered by grace with the gospel to dismantle strongholds. What are strongholds? Those are thoughts in your mind, okay? That are rebellious castles of thoughts in your mind, okay? And so we have grace, the power of God to dismantle those, tear those castles down. Number two, we demolish arguments, opinions, theories, and philosophies. All right. Number three, we take captive every thought to insist that it become obedient to the mind of Christ. All right. So these are areas, arenas of our warfare. And then the fourth one is we stand ready and willing to wage war and defeat the enemy. Amen. Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18 is a reference for that. Right. Um, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we got to put on the full armor of God, ready to tear down those strongholds, ready to get kick the devil's butt. We don't need to pray the devil stop attacking us. We need to go ahead and take ground uh, in the spirit. And so, you know, Jesus one time he said, on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Gates are used for defense. And who do the gates belong to? According to those statements, according to that statement, the gates of hell. So hell has gates. It has a defense up. Why? Because God's church is more powerful. God's government and his ways of doing things is more powerful than that dark force. And so we are actually on the offensive, not the defensive. And that should give somebody some encouragement right here that we are powerful with Christ in us. And as we are in Christ and we move forward as one in the things of God and we'll watch as we tear down those demonic strongholds and we use the weapons of our warfare to overcome the, uh, the dark thoughts in the enemy's camp. Thank you guys for listening to this quick word. They're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube. Share them with whoever you feel needs to hear it. Remember, God's building a family, all right? We're not building a ministry out here. We're out here trying to bring more people into the family. So share, tell everybody you can. If you have a question about the message, send me a message. Hit me up, find me. I'm available, okay? I'd love to talk about it. I'm praying for you. Love you guys. We'll catch you next time. Remember, God's gonna do it.